Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To make this a little bit like Jeopardy, where they give you the answer first. The answer today is Matt Canada. Or is it? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates, the other two teams in town that I cover. We are now 13 days away from the formal opening of training camp at St. Vincent College in Latrobe. And everyone out there, well, except Canada, is going to be someone who has just this world of potential. We're going to see everybody in a positive light. That's the nature of any training camp in any sport. Hope springs eternal. But if and when things were to go south, and I'm talking about, uh, I, I guess you could say early, if things were to go south early in the schedule, because it's, it's not light. You know, if you looked at these first five games before the bye, opening up with the 49ers and the Browns, both of those are at home, which is welcome but neither of those is an easy opponent. From there, you're flying all the way out to Las Vegas. The Raiders aren't great, but this team hasn't had much of a history of success under Mike Tomlin when flying that far. The Texans come after that, and the Texans stink. But then you've got the Ravens. And yeah, that one's here too, but it's the Ravens, and that game is going to be decided by three points in one direction or another. So things could, I'm not sitting here making dire predictions, I'm not trying to ruin anybody's Friday morning, but just saying things could go south. And if, when they do, and the only reason I say when is because at some point they always do, unless you're going to go 17-0, and 0, who's going to have that pressure? applied to them. Notice I'm not saying who's going to feel that pressure. I'm saying who's going to have it applied to them. Who's going to be getting the heat from the outside? Easy answer is the one I gave you at the very beginning. Easy answer is Canada. But let's say that the offense shows the expected progress 
And I think it's fair to expect progress with the additions that have been made with Kenny Pickett entering his first full season as a starter, having that prep capability, having George Pickens be a year older and more mature, all that other stuff that we've been saying about the offense. It's it's reasonable and fair to expect that there will be progress. But let's say it you know falls apart more on the other side. You have just too many new faces, uh, too many moving pieces that haven't clicked necessarily. Uh, too many young cornerbacks getting scorched for long touchdowns. You know where I'm going with this, right? It's going to come to the head coach, and it's going to come probably in a big hurry. I'm not saying that I'd be in favor of that. This is all a great big hypothetical here, obviously. But that's where it'll go, and it won't take long for it to go to the next level, meaning why is he even still here? Has he lost it? This is going to be another year, yet another year where he doesn't make the playoffs. And while everyone seemed, not everyone, but most everyone seemed to be willing to give Tomlin the benefit of the doubt through A, Ben's last season, and B, the first season without Ben. And certainly through the first half of last season, he had Canada just taking all the bullets. Not that he was doing it deliberately. That's just the way it was happening. I don't see that in 2023, do you? I really don't. I, I think even if the offense were to be awful, even if they can't find their way to the end zone with Google Maps, you're going to see the brunt of everything go on this head coach, including, whether it's fair or not, the retention of Canada. And unlike a lot of other instances where you can clearly identify a fatal flaw beforehand, this team doesn't seem to have those. I mentioned on yesterday's show pretty prominently that I'm not wild about the inside linebackers. Do I see them as a fatal flaw? No. No. They're better than what they had last season. And there's no Devin Bush who just looks unwilling to tackle people. And there's no Miles Jack playing through a significant injury over the final part of the schedule. And there's no Robert Spillane who's, you know, not very fast and definitely not somebody you want in coverage. But that's it. Go across the rest of the roster. I'm not suggesting it's perfect. Not suggesting it's a completed project. It's not. It's not. Things can go wrong. Things will go wrong. But you're not going to enter this season as an observer and say, yeah, but there's no chance because of this or because of that. It feels like all of the various positions, all of the various facets are there. The pieces, if not necessarily in place, are available. Could you see, for example, the citizenry, yourself included, turning on Kenny under, like, any circumstance? No, no, not this season. Could you see the citizenry turning on Najee? There's another one. Be a better chance of it than Kenny, but probably not. How about George Pickens? No, no, no way. 
on Deontay, yeah, everyone's, I think, seen enough of Deontay, but that's not going to be enough to make it about the players. Defensively, it's not going to be about T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, Patrick Peterson, the guys that are known commodities. It could be about some of the acquisitions and so forth. It's never going to be about Terrell Austin because I don't even know that half of Pittsburgh knows who Terrell Austin is. This is going to be about the head coach. The only way it's not going to be about the head coach, and please tell me you saw this ending coming, is if they win. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Dana, who says, even if there isn't another inside linebacker on the way, DK, there's no way of knowing just how good the chemistry the current guys will have with the front line and the secondary. If they mesh well with everyone around them, those guys just might be more than good enough. The defensive scheme might make the position not as important as everyone thinks, too. What do you think? Time will tell, right? I've thought about this probably more than you should. And I I threw out a, a brief reference on yesterday's episode about how maybe Cole Holcomb or Landon Roberts is out there and Keanu Neal as the third safety in the three safety set is the de facto second inside linebacker. I happen to believe that's going to be the case more often than not, unless there's a roster addition made, a significant roster addition. But I also know that that's not perfect either. Neil is not a great cover safety. I'm trying to be nice here. He is. He's he's an inside linebacker who's playing safety. He's a tackler. He's a guy that you put up front you know don't think too hard about the parallel here because that's what Terrell Edmonds was not that they're the same player either between Neil and Edmonds but that was TE style was to stay closer to the line of scrimmage and that's where he was most effective was not afraid to put his face in the fan to borrow a Mike Tomlinism maybe the best Mike Tomlinism by the way but what does come into play here Dana and I love that you brought this up because this is the thing that I think about more often, even though I really don't bring it up on the show very much, is what impact will the new defensive line have on all of this? Because let's remember that part of the reason we've hated all of the inside linebackers lately is that there weren't tackles being made up front either. 
at least not by people not named Cam or Larry. And before Larry came along, it was just Cam making tackles. And that pushed Tomlin and his defensive people to do awful things like having Robert Spillane out there on third down. Not that that can be justified under any circumstance, but that was what pushed them to do it, whether they were right or wrong. Because they couldn't handle the thought of a draw play going for 25 yards. So they'd have Spillane out there as the spy guy. And of course, Spillane would then get caught in coverage. And blah, blah, blah. anyway, <laughs> it's not going to be as simple as just saying, especially on the defense, it's not going to be as simple as just saying, hey, they added this guy. Oh, and they added this guy. You don't know, Dana, how it's going to work together. We don't. And that's why this is such a salient point that you're making. If Cam and Larry, and let's say that Keanu Benton's up there as a difference maker in the middle of that line, something the Steelers have not had in a long time. And they're freeing up Cam and Larry by having Benton out there. Then you're going to see some different effects from that front. You're even going to see Cam and Larry getting into the backfield and doing damage with sacks and TFLs. And then all of a sudden, we're not as worried about the fact that the inside linebackers produced close to zero splash in 2022 and might not be expected to do much more than that in 2023. It just changes the whole dynamic, but the dynamic has to come from all over. And we don't know. It's so much a bigger mystery right now, this defense, than this offense. And I don't know that a lot of people realize that because it feels like the general conversation is so much more about the offense given its obvious shortcomings in 2022. I appreciate the question, Dana. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. And we will be back with another one Monday. We'll be that much closer to the real thing, you know? 